Annie Mack on the radio, Shadows of a Kingdom off of her Testify album, and she is on the phone right now. We are lucky to be able to chat with her. She will be here in Mankato coming up on Saturday. Good morning, Annie. Good morning. Great to have you on the show. I know we're excited to have you come down here to Minnesota State University, Mankato. I know you're just celebrating the one-year anniversary of your breakout album, Testify, a Blues and Roots type music. And so we're going to chat with you a little bit about yourself and so people can know a little bit about who Annie Mack is. Now, you're a native Minnesotan, correct? Absolutely. Born and raised in the heart of North Minneapolis. And so I could start a fire in a blizzard. <laughs> and now you are in mainly live in Rochester now. So tell me, how does that work? Because how did you get down to Rochester? I actually went to school for theology at the Minnesota Bible College, and then I ended up staying. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, I've always been uh, felt, you know, compelled to have a, a pretty, you know, spiritual walk, and however that shows um, up. And so in my older years, my spirituality has changed a bit, but that's my formative years. So, yeah, I went to school for theology. So did your singing then start in the church, being you have that background? Nope. No, really? Okay, because nope, a lot of people end up starting in a church, you know, and, and singing, and nope. then they move on from there. So let's talk about how... Not th- at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was not raised in a church. I didn't come from a religious family. Oh. Uh, we didn't. We probably went to church maybe once a year. Um, so how I came to music was really, really organic and um, uh, given to me pretty much later in life. And I just, you know, saw it, I see it as a really beautiful tool to connect with people and to just be an encouragement, and um, but I can't say that it defines who I am, you know, as a person. But I'm grateful to have this beautiful platform and a way to just connect. You know, I think it's about the human connection and about connecting to spirit. And so you now do music, and a lot of it's based sort of in the roots and blues. Talk a little bit about your style and how that developed, and maybe your influences. Well, um, I grew up, my mother had this really beautiful record collection that was just very eclectic. So we had everything from, you know, Taj Mahal to Dolly Parton uh, to Blue Note Records to classical music. My mother really was a well-versed, intelligent, you know, sophisticated listener. And so I grew up with that. And it, it was our way. We were very poor growing up. So books and our record player took us anywhere we wanted to go you know that's how we traveled and learned about the world and so i grew up with a lot of national geographic a lot of books you know listening to music listening to kfai radio radio was yeah you know my connection to the my community and culture so um so that when i started i felt compelled I, i really feel like the blues was a space for me to kind of get some healing and just to kind of express truth in a raw in a raw way, but there's so many nuances to blues music, but it just felt right. As I started to get more comfortable in my own voicing, I started to pick up on those very eclectic stylings, eclectic, that I love country music, I love soul music, I love doo-wop, I love... So you'll hear all those things if you listen to, you know, my albums, and you'll just hear all the inspirations. I love funk. I'm from Minneapolis, you know, so... Um, Prince and that Minneapolis sound is just as important to me as anything else. So I feel very fortunate to um, <clears throat> be able to not be confined um, by a box. And, and it makes things a little difficult, but it's fun to be 
called upon to do what I do. I'm, I can only be me, and I'm grateful that I get to make a living and um, have really amazing opportunities just being me. I, I'm grateful for that. Annie, how did you get started then? Did you just play in clubs, or how did you get, I guess, to start? Um, after my mother passed away, I was looking for a way to just kind of get some redemption to kind of deal with the pain and the grief that I had. I didn't know how to get it out, so to speak. I just started to write. I always loved reading, and I just started to write, and I would write. And um, music never crossed my mind. I'm not a musical person. I don't have training. Wow. I wasn't raised in a church. I don't have any of those things. So I, but what I, I know how to tell a story. You know, I know how to, um, so anyway, it was a very cathartic, self-driven, like, I just was in so much pain because my mother left this earth, and we had business to tend to. And, um conversations to have and forgiveness and for a long time I didn't know how to deal with that regret I didn't know how to deal with it um so it was my way of of connecting with my mother who passed on the love of music I actually just thought I would do poetry and write stories um music came from a a friend who was like hey have you ever thought about singing and I'm like no never (laughs) ever 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 you know and then I started doing open mics, and I was horrible. And I started doing, you know, people kept telling me to keep going because they heard something that I couldn't hear. I, Like I said, no training, no musical, anything, nothing. When I tell you, I, I mean it from the bottom of my very heart, nothing. You know, people will say I don't have training, but then you find out, you know, like they took voice lessons when yeah. they were five. None of that. No. Oh, wow. So, um but people kept telling me to go. They said, you know, you write, these are your writings, keep going. And so I'm a self-taught vocalist. You can hear it. You know, I, I struggle still with, you know, keys. And I've had to work really hard to get on a level to where I feel comfortable. <laughs> you know, the audacity to perform in public and then to get paid for it, you know, it makes me laugh to this day. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I remember Barbara Streisand, that story where she had to turn around, right, to perform. She would hide behind, I think, curtains or something funky where Barbara Streisand was so stage-struck, like she was so scared. And I remember that. I remember not knowing how to handle myself on stage or even how to start a song properly, and it wasn't that long ago. Well, when did you start then singing in public, if you've, you know, no training, really nothing before? So uh, my mother died in 2006, so I started like about 2000. Eight, nine, ten, just like really hobby, getting up with bands, learning like a song, right? And then I started to branch out a little bit. I had a, a early mentor, a few early mentors who just were like, hey, learn three to four songs and sit in with me. And then by the time 2013, 2012 rolled around, rolled around I had met my, my partner, Paul Sullivan, who was a professional musician and, and wrote, and, and he helped bring a lot of the vision that I heard to, to life and just taught me technique and kind of just worked with me to even the cadence and how you deliver a song and the different stylings. I had all of that inside of me, but he understood the language. So probably 2013 is when I, I started to get, you know, serious about going out in public and finding opportunities and just scratching the surface, scratching the surface, you know, really um, hustling. Can I ask how old you are now then? I'm 43. So you are then an older, I mean, discovering music and and kind of doing it later in life. And I also read in your bio that you have three children that keep you busy. I do. I have a 20-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Oh, my goodness. And um, 
Yeah, and so, you know, when I think about what it takes, the dedication, I remember getting up at Karen at 5.36 a.m. and sending out emails. I don't know if you're aware of how tough, like everyone knows in this business, to sell yourself and say, hey, hire me. Yeah, I've only played two festivals, but I guarantee you I'll work really hard. And, and being a mom, and I was waitressing. And so I would go and write songs in between. I'd go to the bathroom or, oh. you know, on pieces of napkin. And I just had this dream, like this hope that, like, in my heart, in my spirit, that I'm supposed to be. And, and the opportunities kept coming, and I kept getting my ass kicked. Excuse me, my book kicked <laughs> by other musicians. By other musicians I really admire. And, and I just really old school, like, like hit the, the ground and got my butt kicked and started to take note. I remember being resentful those first years thinking I wasn't getting things quick enough. And I realized that I had a lot of work to put in and a lot of things I needed to learn and to focus on really who am I. And and so now I don't jump and I don't compare the way I used to. I look at it as like I'm still learning. I'm still taking notes. I'm still working on my craft and approaching it with some humility and, um, you know, some grace you know, for myself, but um, it's, it's been a really big journey. And I'm grateful for people like you who um, are in the trenches of keeping a beautiful connection alive. Radio is so important, Karen. And so thank you so much for, for doing it, you know, for still showing up. Oh, we're glad to do it. Airways. So, Annie, what is it in you that that helps you to keep going? Because a lot of people with, with all the, the, I guess, obstacles, essentially being older and, you know, having kids and everything, what is it deep down that you keep keeping on? Exactly. That right there, I keep on keeping on. I think my mother, you know, she's a, she's a baby boomer. She's um, no longer. And I think that tena- that grit, that tenacity, that that's like you know, I'm still here, damn it. And I'm and I want people to know that we all have a calling on our lives, and we all have, you know, something that makes us various things that 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 we deserve opportunity, and we deserve to have hope. And we and you know, I'm I'm stubborn. There's been so <laughs> many times that I thought, you know, I was going to be done with this life, but then I thought that would cut short the great things that I know I have to do. And if nothing else, just my the legacy of my kids, you know, keep keep on keeping on. You keep on and you make do. And I and I'm here to let other people know, you know, that you can come from the depths. You can come from the depths of no return and and feel like there's nothing for but you gotta hold on. And then there's always something that's gonna just, just hold on. There's something for you, you know? And I think that's my message. I think um that's what's in my heart, and I know this to be true. You know, I'm a kid. My mother was in prison. You know, I've been in the foster oh. care system. I, I've i lost a lot in this life, and yet I feel like I've gained so much. And I'm finally in a place where I've gotten enough healing where I can say, if you hold on, I promise it will get better. So I promise things will make sense. If you know? your mom was in prison, were you sort of on your own as a kid then? or Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, my gosh. Ma'am. There's a song. Yeah, there's a song called Little Bitty Girl Blues, and it's a combination of my story and my mom's story. And, you know, it's funny how we get to know our people in death. I don't know if you've experienced death, but I feel like there's so many things that were revealed to about my mother and her humanity and, and her the, the how hard it was for her as a woman, really just trying to make it and to provide and to do the best she could. 
it's easy to villain, you know, villainize our parents who don't have the tools. You know, they don't, you know, they don't, they haven't dealt with their own healing or trauma. So in my older age and being a mother, I finally get to say, mom, I get it. You know, you were doing the best you could. You could have done better, but I love you. And I'm grateful for the things that I've learned. And I'm, and it's my journey, you know, and I, and I, I hold on to it. So, um, but yeah, you know, I learned a lot real quick. I learned that material things don't mean too much. You know, it really is about your character and, um, you know, how we navigate this world and the grace and forgiveness and, you know, knowing how to advocate for yourself. You know, I was 10 years old in foster care. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You know, Annie, one of the other things I find really interesting in your bio is that you work to help others on their journey through death. You are a death doula, and when I was pregnant, I had a birth doula that walks you through and kind of helps you through that process, and it's just a really a great support. And now that is, is that your, I guess, your other career is, is that you've been doing this as a death doula, which a lot of people maybe aren't even familiar okay. with. I, I love to, you know, I went through when the pandemic hit, you know, and my career kind of, and like everyone just kind of stopped. And I, I didn't lose hope, but I had a realistic, like, you know, it might just be time for me to utilize these other, you know, um, strengths and talents that I have and really pursue kind of like my other passion. And believe it or not, my my biggest fear and biggest passion is the mystery of death. And uh, my mother passed away and my sister, you know, passed away. And they passed away and very humble. They didn't, they were in a facility. They were alone. Mm -hmm. Um, They were, you know, and it it just spoke to me that if I could be a part of someone's journey as they leave this world and transition and be a part of their legacy, I want to do that. Um, I haven't, you know, ironically enough, the music picked up to where I have not been able to dedicate the time, but I know that's in my spirit. Like, I know that, you know, I went through my class and I have that, but to finish my certification, you got to put in hours. And, and I worked in hospice for a little bit. So there's, there's a, you know, a, um, so many hours. And with the pandemic, it was kind of funky getting into these spaces, you know, mm-hmm. so they kind of shut that down outside of nurses, right? So um, now I do want to pursue it and continue to um, help people with their legacy work. I was fortunate enough to walk with my friend a bit as she transitioned. She ended up having a really aggressive cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 42, three kids, and the humility, you know, the humanity in her in her dying, you know, watching her, watching the things that were taken away and then watching the things that she fiercely held close to her was really powerful. Do- and... Um, and so I was. I felt very honored, and it was uh, to to walk with her and her family. Do any of your songs express that experience of doing that with others? I I'm looking at. I've got a list of songs. I'm just curious if any of them them tell that story at all. Um, closer would probably be one. It, it may not necessarily. It just talks about our changing our mindset and and just having a, a welcoming nature about death. Like um, it's like I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit closer to the grave. Mm-hmm. How do I say grave without making it sound? This song is very hopeful, but there's a somber, there's a, a, a stoicness to it. There is um, some depth, but <clears throat> my song Closer really examines, like, if, if you were to, if someone were to ask me, Andy, what have you learned in your humble time on this earth? This is what I got. And following that, just, you know, forgiveness leaves no room for hate. 
if you truly forgive, you cannot hate. They cannot occupy the same space, you know. And the heart takes time to change. These are my simple truths. And so if there was a song that kind of revealed the journey, or it would be closer. What can people expect when you come here to Mankato? You're going to be at Hooligans, and Becky Capel's going to open. And what can people expect to hear when they listen on Saturday night? So excited to work with Becky. She's one of my favorite artists and just a, a great human being. They can expect some good old-fashioned community connection, to feel something, to be challenged, to leave, to not, you know, be complacent, to have fun, to dance, to laugh. You know, we laugh a lot at my shows. To have their faces melted, I don't know. <laughs> but just uh, just a good overall experience. Hopefully they feel, ele- you know, people feel good when they leave a show. They feel elevated and, and to receive truth, you know. You can receive truth and it doesn't have to be a, a devastating thing. So that is, that's my, I think that's what they're going to have, like a full experience. Um, the main event is Mankato at Hooligans. That's going to be the main event. Yes, absolutely. AnnieMacMusic.com. Um, oh, I wish and we had more, more time. You are just delightful to chat with, and I am just so pleased to have been able to visit with you and look forward to you coming to Mankato, Annie. It'll be Saturday night at Hooligans and 7 o'clock show. Annie and Becky, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Miss Karen. You have a great day. All right, you too. Take care. Bye-bye, Annie. Thank you. to rest Put away my pride and childish way I have traveled far to get to this place Earn the grace in my hair and the lines of my face Here is my simple truth I'm a little bit older wiser, a little bit closer to the grave, little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit closer to the grave. I believe true love is a sacrifice, and faith is more than words.
Well, I finally laid my youth to rest Put away my pride and childish wings I have traveled far to get to this place Earn the grays in my hair and the lines on my face Here's my simple truth I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit closer to the grave. Little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit closer to the grave. Little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit closer to the grave. Little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit closer to the grave.